What's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast, Get a Bucket. I'm your host, Trey. Thank you. I always appreciate the love and support. I really, truly do. It's a nice, beautiful days out, ladies and gentlemen. The sun is out. The birds are chirping. And the only thing is, we still stuck inside. Like, like, bro, I just heard that the CDC said that we could still be dealing with this stuff until 2022. And I'm going to be honest with you. If we have to be in quarantine until that time, we might, I might disobey that law a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to be cooped up that, like, I'm almost 30. I ain't going to be spending the latter part of my 20s, like, cooped up. I'm sorry. I'm, I just, well, I refuse to do so. Um, but again, hope y'all all have a wonderful week so far. It's a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's go ahead and get right on into it. Y'all know how we do. All right, quarter one. I'm going to talk to y'all about Imoni Bates. I brought him on, not on the show, I brought him up on the show before, and uh, who is he? Well, he is called the best high school player currently. Not not for his class, not for his state, the best high school player. Like, if everyone were to go to the NBA draft right now, he'd be the number one draft pick projected. Here we're talking about high school players. And, and mind you, he's a sophomore, like 10th grade. Okay, the the boy is 6'9", got a nice little game to him, very offensive-minded. Think of a Kevin Durant 2.0. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Kevin Durant, but at this age, he might have a little more skill than KD. I mean, KD's already on record for for saying that Brandon Ingram was more skilled than KD at that particular age. So it's not that hard to, to say that Imoni Bates is more skilled also. I mean... He just dropped 63 points and 21 rebounds. And again, not just, but like that's on his resume this year. Again, he's a sophomore, 10th grader. Like, I was what, 15 as a sophomore? Like, come on, dog. That's what we're talking about here. So why am I bringing him up? He won the National Gatorade Player of the Year Award. And that is actually a big honor. I mean, you have players such as LeBron James, Greg Oden, uh, Dwight Howard, Alonzo Mourning, Kobe uh, Bryant, like those type of players won this award. And he was um, he was informed by Jason Tatum and D-Wade via Twitter that, uh, that he ended up winning the award. So that's a lot of good company, right? Like everyone on that, on that list that's won it twice, they've been the number one pick or like pretty significant in basketball. I think the only people that have not, that weren't the number one pick were Kobe and he was number 13 and um Alonzo Mourning and he was like number two so again that's pretty good company and he's the sophomore so he has the chance to do what none of those players I just named could do win it three times in a row even if he does that ladies and gentlemen he's still a kid like yes we are expecting a lot of him but again that does not mean that you're going to go into greatness I mean Brandon Knight is also on this award for winning it two times in a row. Brandon Knight's a bucket, don't get me wrong. He's had a nice little career. Had a lot of bumps, though, I'm not going to hold you. But still, just saying, just because they're showing success early on does not mean it's always going to translate. He will be successful in the NBA. But let's pump the brakes before we say, oh, well, he's going to be the he's going to be just like these number one draft picks or great players that won the Gatorade Play of the Year award. Just saying. I'm expecting a lot from him, but let's not put too much pressure on him right now. 
right, quarter two. I'm going to bring y'all about D. Rose real quick. That's Derrick Rose, ladies and gentlemen. The youngest MVP in the history of the NBA. Why am I bringing him up? Well, I was scrolling on the gram. I'm going to keep y'all. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. This was a little ad hoc one. And uh, I saw Jabari Parker mention something about how Derrick Rose is a legend. And I feel as though we overlooked how important Derrick Rose was to the NBA at one point. Like, he was rivaling. He was a, he, he himself was a rival against the Heatles. Like, LeBron James, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh. If D-Rose had Carmelo Anthony on that team, they beat the Heat without question. So... Again, why do I bring him up? I feel as though we're, we're, we're not giving enough credit to Derrick Rose. I mean, he 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 was an MVP. He had some, inj- some serious injuries, two serious injuries, changed teams, and is now a 20-point-per-game scorer yet again, averaging like five, six assists, or like seven maybe. And on top of that, like, he could have gone to the All-Star on his production, not just because, oh, we want to see D. Rose in the All-Star game. So... I feel as though people don't give him enough credit now. Like, if he was on the Lakers, they might win. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like, D-Rose, if, for, for the people who are the like, true sports fans, D-Rose, to me, was Baron, a more athletic version of Baron Davis. Baron was a better, like, shooter. But D-Rose was, like, Baron was a problem. And he was one player who I was actually, like, low-key scared of when we played against him. D-Rose gave me that same thing. He's the only player, maybe outside of Kobe or D-Wade, who I think could have actually filled somewhat of Jordan's shoes in the Bulls organization. I'm not. Or, T-Mac had the potential, but, you know, injuries. I'm not going to say Braun because I think he's more on the Magic side. So this is, again, just another, another like, reminder. We got to give tribute. When, and props when, when, and credit when credit's due. D. Rose, I salute to you. Thank you for the wonderful years that you've given us and are going to continue to give us. Alright, halftime. This is going to be a little new for me. I'm talking to y'all about NASCAR. Uh, that's right, Kyle Larson, the NASCAR driver. Uh, my bad. Former NASCAR driver was caught saying the N-word. That's right. He was caught saying the N-word. And, again, Kyle Larson is white. So, my first reaction to when I, like, heard his apology, I, you know, I appreciate the fact that he owned up to it. Um, yeah, you know, like, it, it is commendable that he at least owned up to it. He also had no other choice. Like, you got caught on audio saying the word. You know? Because uh, my tone towards the mic kind of changed a little bit like if you're in the comforts of your own home say whatever the hell you want to like you can like we can't control that we really can't but if you're on neutral ground i'm sorry keep it to yourself and neutral ground does include playing video games online like especially if you're famous you can very easily get caught up for that you better not get caught like that especially if a black person hears you and especially if they're confrontational you're gonna get one of these type moments there's also acceptable ways of saying it, of saying the N-word. Huh? For black people. Like, for black people. Like, that's atypical. And honestly, we might want to cut it out our damn selves. Because it, it does kind of hurt our stock when we're saying it and 
you know, we don't really give ourselves too much to stand on. But the the appropriate quote unquote way of saying it, the less harsh way of saying the N word is nigga. Kyle said this. Hits different, don't it? Like, he said that thing quite casual, too. And now he's been fired from the, from NASCAR. Fortunately, he's been fired. That was Swift, too. Like, I appreciate him. Here's my thing. I've seen reports saying that should we have been this harsh on him, it's just word. Mm, it's not just word for starters. And two, if we're going to actually have Penny Toller, who was fired from the L.A. Sparks, because she apparently said nigga, and she's black? Seems like a foregone conclusion, no brainer for you. And if he feels comfortable enough to saying nigga, oh, I'm sorry, as he put it, well, sounds like Buddy want to be black a little too, so let's give him the same treatment that black folks get. I guarantee you, if this was a black person and this was a racial slur towards white folks or something that was negatively affecting towards a black person, bet you his ass would have been in trouble too. So let's keep it fair. Alright, quarter three. I wanted to talk to y'all real quick about high school players going overseas. That's why we're going to keep it right back into high school basketball. Because Jalen Green, the top college prospect in high school. Excuse me. He was on IG Live today with Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports. Funny enough, I actually made a post about it. Go check it out on his page because, you know, he gave me a little shout out because he he took the post that I had. But Jalen Green has decided to forego college and go overseas. Isaiah Todd, a recent Michigan Wolverines commitment. That's right, he was about to play with Juan Howard next year. He decided to decommit from Michigan and is more than likely going to be playing with Jalen Green. I'm sorry, not overseas, in the G League. I think that's good now for the NBA. Like You're going to have high school players, the top high school players, going to the G League now more often, which now means you can get more revenue into the G League. Seeing players like Jalen Green or Imoni Bates later on, like seeing these highly touted players go into the G League, everybody wants to see them and how they perform against NBA talent and what their like what their ceiling look like and this, that, and the third. This is gonna be great for us. We're gonna get a chance now to see exactly who likes playing with whom what some good rivalries could be because something could form up in the G League just as well. I mean, and that could translate into the NBA for the future. So this is actually going to be a nice wave for the NBA and also for its players. It's going to meet, it's going to make for a better product. And on top of that, finally, the NCAA is going to have to be forced to pay players. Like Jalen Green has got 500 stacks. You're going to have to do something. Yeah, you're going to have to do something. Or risk losing uh, on a lot of money because you don't have a lot of Zions out here in Imani Bay just where people are just salivating to see them play. Like, you don't have that too often. Those players will probably go to the G League. So again, it's putting a lot of pressure on, on, on college basketball and I do love it. So I think this is going to be a nice wave for high school players and just the NBA in general. Alright, quarter four. I just wanted to bring this one up because it was kind of baffling. Uh, the CBA, the China, the Chinese Basketball Association, 
they were under the impression that they were going to restart the season by like July. I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's mid-April. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not too comfortable with this season starting back up. Like maybe in like in the CBA, people like the athletes over there might be okay with leaving their families. You still have American players that are on those teams, and they're in America right now. Are they okay with? leaving their families and they might be your best players and honestly it's the same way for the nba like we don't know when this is going to actually clear up oh i i honestly i if i'm both leagues i'm the the main word i'm going to say is optimistic but every time i use optimistic i'm really saying look i'm i'm not feeling too great about it like i'm not so i think we're actually not going to have basketball this year anymore it's just too much stuff too many unknowns and it sucks to say it really does Hurts my heart, but um, we're going to get through it, ladies and gentlemen, and yeah, it's just tough times. God, it's tough times. All right, well, that's all the time I have for you all. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. I really and truly do appreciate it. Please continue, please continue to tell anybody who's anybody. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Please continue to subscribe to the channel. Follow the IG page at getabucket underscore pod, and remember... I mean, we're in quarantine. Don't be bored, ladies and gentlemen. Like, find something to do. Like, this is now a good time to explore. Be creative. Do something that you usually don't do. Learn something that you never really learned or cared to learn. Or maybe you just never had the time. We have nothing but time now. So, again, hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week. And I'll see you all later.